0: Hello, and welcome to the Thinking Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Dane Kramer, and this is another episode. I think this is episode number five. Wow, we hit five already. That's really cool. I'm glad you're along. Um, I'm glad you're listening. If you'd like to know more about me or this podcast, just go to thethinkingchristian.us. Thethinkingchristian.us. There you'll find my website. You'll find information about me, about this podcast, and uh, some other resources you're free to, to, to browse through. Um, You can interact with me there if you'd like. If there's a podcast that you disagree with or you have something you want to add um, to it, just feel free to. I mean, that's what this podcast is about, in my opinion. This podcast is about thinking. You know, I mean, it's about thinking through the issues logically and reasonably. And if someone comes up with something that has better evidence than what I am thinking about, then I'm going to go with that, okay? If someone reaches a different conclusion and you've got good reason to believe that over mine then you've already got me you've won me over and so I have no problem with people sharing their opinions uh, even if they differ with mine because that's how I learned. And believe you me, I have changed my opinion many times over, many times over uh, through the years. And I'm probably going to continue to do that. But it's only going uh, to come because I'm open to it. You know, I'm open to admitting that I'm wrong and that I, uh, I could uh, tweak my understanding of things just through more information. So that's what the Thinking Christians podcast is about. Uh, I, hope, um, I hope you enjoy these episodes and I hope that it gives you something to think about. All right. Let's take a look at today's question: uh, How long was Jesus in the tomb, or when was Jesus buried for, for three days and three nights? This um, this episode really sprang from a conversation that I had with a friend of mine Justy uh, Justy has his own podcast Just, Jeff and Justy have a podcast called The or, or the It's called Ordinary Iron I'll put a link in, uh, to them uh, in the description below at my website Please check them out It's a really cool podcast These guys have a lot of fun a lot of energy and um uh, a very unique show. I really like it. I was I uh, had the opportunity to be a, a guest twice on their their podcast, and so please check them out. But after my first podcast, I was talking to Justy on the phone about some technical stuff, and um, he brought this idea up. and He asked if I'd ever thought about you know how long Jesus was in the tomb, and, and the reason why is because in my first podcast, in episode number one, I referenced um, Jesus being buried for three days and three nights, and I said, "Yeah, Justy." As a matter of fact, I have uh, thought a lot about that. Um, Actually, not long ago, I met a young man who was really troubled by this question. I mean, really troubled, and I, I tried my best to work with him on it, um, and I shared him what I knew, and I don't think I really satisfied it for him, so I know it can be a, you know, a sticky point for some people, but yeah, I said, yeah, I've thought about it, and I know that Jesse's done his own research, and he has some opinions, and I think bottom line, we kind of agree on this, but um, he asked me about it, I said, you know what, that would make a great podcast show, so let me talk about that, and that's what I want to do today. All right. So, if you're not familiar with the problem, let me let me let me kind of set the stage for the problem. Okay, the issue. Um, every year, the Friday before Easter, we celebrate Good Friday, and that's the day that we remember Jesus' crucifixion. And tradition suggests that Jesus was crucified on Friday morning, and he died Friday afternoon. And then two days later, on Sunday, we celebrate Easter or Resurrection Sunday, however you want to call it. Now. And that's only two days later okay you might hope you might see the problem in, in Matthew chapter 12 which is in my very first podcast I referenced this in Matthew chapter 12 uh, Jesus uh, told the religious leaders that just as Jonah was in the belly of the earth, fish for three days and three nights he would be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights that's Matthew twelve forty. well Friday to Sunday doesn't add up to three days and three nights and so there's the problem I mean, it just doesn't make much sense. It's just kind of hard to figure through, all right? And so, what does all of this mean? And that's sort of where we're getting at. And I'm gonna walk through some possibilities here today in trying to understand this. Um, I I don't have the answer, I don't really know. I'm just saying, I think, in understanding this, there might be some wiggle room in understanding a couple different possibilities, and that's what I want to explain today. Let me, let me first say that even though Matthew 12, Jesus said three days and three nights, there are a number of other passages in the New Testament that talks about the time or the time stamp of Jesus' resurrection, but it uses different kinds of language. Um, well, in fact, in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus said that he would be raised on the third day. Then just a chapter later, Matthew 17, he tells his disciple again that he would be raised on the third day. Uh, Matthew chapter 20, same language. It said the third day, he will. Uh, Jesus said he will rise again, meaning himself. Um, uh, Matt, or excuse me, Mark 8 and 9, which mirror Matthew's uh, gospel, same thing. He would be raised on the third day. Um, this same language is picked up by the apostles. In Acts chapter 10, Peter is given uh, his famous sermon in Cornelius' house, and uh, he said God raised up Jesus on the third day. Uh, Paul uses that same language. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, he said that uh, Jesus would—he um, was buried, then he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures, is what Paul said. So, what we have is a plethora of other passages that use kind of a different language, and that is that he would be—he would be raised the third day. Now, we have one verse that says three days and three nights. And then we have a whole host of verses that say the third day. So I just want to point out that there's a slight difference in the way the New Testament handles this time. Okay, we have one passage, three days and three nights, and then a bunch of other passages just says the third day. Now, um, before I talk about that, I I, want to... I want to point out something that it might be helpful to understand. And although I I do say this at the risk of being misunderstood, because I know what some people are going to say when they hear this. They're going to think that, uh, well, you know, I'm getting into heresy or something. I don't know. It's far from it in my opinion. But I, I just want to suggest to you that the early first century Jewish mind did not always reconcile numbers the way you and I do. Okay, of course, they could count and they, they, they knew what numbers were. I'm not suggesting that. But there was a, another way in just in, in ordinary language in which they were used differently. Okay, and I'm going to give you an example. I'm not pulling this out of the air. I mean, this is, a, this is something that's, I think, well known along, among a lot of Bible scholars um, that, that this is just the way it was done. But there is an example, and I'm going to talk about that because I'm going to make a point to this. In Acts chapter 19, Luke is recording the ministry of Paul. And Luke puts Paul in, emphasis, or excuse me, in, in Ephesus. And he says in, in Acts 19 and verse 8 that Paul was in the synagogue arguing with the Jews for three months. Okay, so for three months, he's in the synagogue arguing. Then he gets booted out. And in verse 10 of Acts 19, he said that he continued on for another two years. Okay, so that puts Paul in Ephesus for two years, three months, or two and a quarter years. Now, one chapter later, not far removed, same author Luke writing this. It's not like he's forgotten what he said. In Acts chapter twenty, Paul is sailing close by Ephesus, and he stops and he calls the elders to come meet him. And he wants to meet with them one more time, and he meets with the the elders, and and Luke, same author, records Paul's speech. And in in verse thirty one of Acts chapter twenty, as as uh, Paul was speaking to the leaders, he reminds them that he spent three years with them. Okay? Do you get the difference? Three years. When Luke just said it was two and a quarter years. And I believe this is evidence of just how that first century Jewish mind worked. Paul had no problem rounding that number up from two and a quarter to three. And Luke doesn't Side-barred. He doesn't step aside or footnote it and say it was really just two and a, two and a quarter years. Um, he, he doesn't, I mean, Luke just very comfortably records what Paul said. And I, I think Luke understood what Paul meant. And the people listening knew what he meant. And no one objected to this time stamp of three years when in reality it was only two and a quarter now, now, why am I saying that? I'm just suggesting to you that if we come to the scriptures with our own expectations of the way language will be handled, we will probably find ourselves shortchanged. You know, uh, one of the big challenges to understanding the scriptures is is not holding them up to our own understanding, but to try to understand that writer's position, that writer's mindset, his Culture, And as we understand that writer's culture, we might understand what he's trying to say. And then we would get the message easier. But the New Testament was not written in western Pennsylvania. I mean, it wasn't written locally. It was written halfway across the world um, 2,000 years ago in another language, by another culture, you know, another land. And so there are vast differences in, in some respects to the way they spoke and acted. I mean, the idioms, the figures of speeches that that the first century Jews used are not ours. I mean, they used different ones. And so, we shouldn't be surprised to find that. And, and I think that's one of the challenges and one of the fun things about scriptural study is trying to understand the mindset of that first century writer, okay? Now, why am I saying all of that? Well, I'm saying that because to say that Jesus rose on the third day is really not a problem if he's buried Friday in my estimation. Let's just take the customary view. Friday he's nailed to the cross. Friday afternoon he dies. He's put in the tomb. All right? Now because he was dead part of Friday, the Jewish mind would have no problem say this is day one. Okay? Rounding that number up. Saturday he's dead. And of course, um, Sundown is the beginning of the Jewish day, so sundown on Saturday night would have been the really beginning of the day of three and so well into day three Sunday morning, if and we don 't know exactly what time that Jesus rose from the dead, but let's say it is Sunday morning, bright and early, that would be day three. He rose on the third day. no problem whatsoever in saying that Jesus rose on the third day if we take a look at the the high number of verses that suggest rising on the third day. You know, that's okay with that part of the verse, but what about Matthew 12, where where Jesus said three days and three nights? Now, I know a number of Christians have suggested a different idea, a different theory, okay? Um, And that is that maybe Jesus celebrated Passover a day earlier than we suspected. Maybe it was Wednesday night that Jesus celebrated Passover, then was arrested Wednesday night, was crucified early Thursday morning, and was put in the tomb on Thursday. And therefore... He went to the grave on Thursday just before sundown so we don't count Thursday but we count it Thursday night as night 1 Friday is day one, Third, Friday night is night two, Saturday is day two, uh, Saturday night is night three, and then Sunday, of course, would be day, day three. So three days and three nights, and that may work, and and maybe that is the, the way it can be handled. Years ago, I read a book by um, Jim Bishop called The Day Christ Died, and he did a lot of research, I recall. I don't recall exactly how he spelled it out, but he did suggest that there would have been this pocket of very... Orthodox Jews in Jerusalem, they were a minority, but they had celebrated Passover a day early. Um, I believe it was a, a calendar issue that they were holding fast to and so Jesus may have just celebrated the Passover with them uh, ahead of everybody else I, I don't know if that's the case. I mean, I just recall reading that he He may have good reason to suggest uh, that he uh, the scenario that he did I, I don't know I, I don't know, but it's possible. I mean it wouldn't bother me if that's the case. I certainly have no dog in that race i i I don't care um and I guess the reason why I don't care is the Matthew twelve passage where Jesus likened his ministry to or his his resurrection to the to Jonah you know, three days and three nights in the belly of the fish is there is a little bit of figurative language in that verse, and that opens the door to some maybe vague interpretation of it. Uh, Jesus said that he would be in the grave or he would be, actually, he didn't say the grave, that's what thing. He said the heart of the earth. Well, the earth doesn't have a heart, or the belly of the earth. The earth doesn't have a belly. Um, in fact, he wasn't even in the center of the earth as almost suggested by that passage. He was in a grave. He was in a tomb. And so, the fact that he was using somewhat figurative language opens the door, at least in my mind, that he wasn't pressing for a literal understanding of three days and three nights. And matter of fact, I think it's possible. I'm not saying this is the case, but it's possible. That that the emphasis of that verse matthew twelve forty was not the time involved, but the fact that God raised Jonah Buck out out of the fish, so in the same way God would raise Jesus up out of the grave and so it 's not so much the time as it is the fact that this is a divine intervention thing, and that this would um, this would support what Jesus was doing this would this would undergird his ministry and you know, his resurrection. So I'm open to that possibility. I'm open to the possibility that Matthew 12:40 wasn't intended to be understood literally 3 days and literally 3 nights. I'm open to that possibility. I'm not selling it to you. You don't I'm not I'm not selling anything. I mean, you can you can make up your own mind on this, but I'm open to that possibility. You know, I think for me the bottom line First and foremost is that Jesus did literally rise from the dead. That's the bottom line, obviously. But more so than that, is there's a temptation, I think, among Christians to take something that's well maybe a minor issue and then make it something major. To say, well, we can't celebrate Good Friday on Friday. We should be celebrating it Thursday. So what? Jesus nor neither Jesus nor his disciples ever told us to celebrate any holiday, let alone Good Friday and Easter or Resurrection Day. And they didn't, they didn't make a big deal of that. If they would have, I think they would have given us the proper days to celebrate. But I do hear that from time to time. The people, you know, they come up with an idea and no one else has seen. And they just kind of try to make it a, a major issue. You know, in Romans chapter 14, Paul was talking to the church in Rome, and he says, you know, one man esteems one day above another, and another day a man esteems every day alike. Um, you know, we, in other words, I think he's saying we all have our own opinions, and, and one person esteems one thing, and another person esteems another thing, and, and that's fine. I mean, so fine. If, if there's really important for you to celebrate Good Friday on Thursday, then go for it. I mean, absolutely, go for it. But what Paul said in in Romans 14, he said in verse 4, who are you to judge another man's servant? You know, I mean, if, if, if someone has a different opinion about one of these minor issues and they feel persuaded in their mind about it and you feel persuaded in your mind about it, good. Then you're both persuaded. Do it. Celebrate it however you want to. But when we start judging others because they're not doing it our way or they're not doing it What they feel is the way that it should be done. There's just something wrong in that, you know. I mean, and I think that's where uh, we can get off on some of these topics. You know, I. Bottom line for me is I I don't care which day uh, anybody recognizes the day that Jesus died uh, or even rose from the dead. The very fact that they are serving Him and following Him, that's what's most important to me. I mean, if you're a follower of Jesus, man, you're a friend of mine, you're a brother of mine, or sister, uh, and I think that's what's what's important. If you understand some of these side issues differently than I do, fine. Maybe you can teach me what you see, and uh, maybe you'll persuade me. But I doubt you'll persuade me to take any of these minor issues and make them into major things, because that's just not what I'm about. I'm about following Jesus I'm trying to be like him that's my goal And that's my, my life's hope is to be made into his image and I just don't see his image as taking these minor things and making them into major accounts but hey that's me you make up your own mind you think the way you want to think and that's what we do at the Thinking Christian Podcast is just encourage you to think appreciate you coming along for the ride. Thanks for joining me. Uh, next week, I hope to have a special guest. Looking forward to that. So please come back next week. I think it'll be a very interesting program. Um, and uh, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Go to my website. You can subscribe by email. Just So that way, when a new one comes out, and I hope to have them every Tuesday, you will, uh, you'll, get, you'll get noticed first <laughs> if that's important to you. Anyways, thanks for joining me. Hope to see you next time. This is Dane Kramer signing off on thethinkingchristian.us.